The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. The weekend. Friday weekend doing stuff that's not considered work. I hope your weekend has started. It is Chuck and Chernoff. We're on the radio. Thanks for joining us on the mighty FM at 93.7. Or if you're still cranking out the AM, it is a little bit lighter as the day goes along. So you'll still have a little AM at uh, 680. And of course, the 680 The Fan mobile app is always waiting for you as well. Uh, Falcons press conference. We will look forward to that on Monday. As Raheem the Dream, Raheem Morris will be introduced at 2 o'clock. We will carry that live here on the fan. You will hear it here, and then you'll get post-game. But it'll be a different sort of post-game. We're going to do our cross-talk with Nick and Chris and Chuck and Chernoff. Over 100 years of sports talk radio experience breaking down the Falcon Presser. So we'll have some Arthur to break down. We'll see if Rich is you know sitting on stage or by the stage. Terry, Raheem, the whole deal. D-Led all up in his feelings. We have, This could be a wonderful exhibition on monday that we'll look uh, we'll look forward to but again you'll hear it here live on the fan in the fan mobile app um the falcons have not added anything on the coaching staff today that we know of but they did add a new tight end coach yesterday kevin coger who they got away from the uh, chargers there was some talk that he could go back to michigan he was a former michigan tight end who got hurt but instead he comes to a rock with Ra and work with zach robinson trying to figure out if they can get some more out of kyle pitts so that's the newest addition to the staff now the biggest additions have been the coordinators, certainly, right? Zach Robinson and Jimmy Lake. Well, D-Lad, the esteemed beat writer for the Falcons, for the AJC, I guess he's not happy with, uh, A, number one, that the Falcons have made him wait 11 days for the presser. He's been very clear about that on social media. Yeah, he's documented what the other teams around the league, how they have scheduled their pressers much sooner to the announcement that the head coach had been hired. He's a little put out. But now he's on this rampage about Jimmy Lake, the Falcons' new D.C., Mm-hmm. So he posted yesterday, in case you missed it, oh my, more research on the Falcons' new D.C. Jimmy Lake was suspended for a game after hitting and shoving a player on the sideline when he was at Washington. But then he followed it up with it later of Falcons' Raheem Morris goes with two first-time NFL signal callers. New D.C. was suspended, then fired at Washington for an incident with player. It's not like it's new. No, that was actually came out as like the announcement because of what happened in part this. And so everybody knew about this two and a half seasons ago. So it's not a new occurrence and it's not new reporting. It's probably very new information to Atlanta Falcon fans because by the way, the Huskies were not good during his two seasons. So like a three and nine Washington team that kicks off at 1030, we ain't watching it. And so we didn't pay attention to any of that. So it's new information, but it's not a new event. But it's the tone I'm gathering. 
Like, D-Led feels big bad. And I'm not alibying for what Jimmy Lake did, but should he not work again? Is that, like, it's not the first or the last coach to get into it with a player. Not a good look. Not defending it, but, I mean, three years ago, he's worked another, well, I don't know. Yeah, Raheem Harding. Okay. So, you might have a fired-up D-Led in this presser on. Come out hot. Yeah, he could come out, like, he could cook. Um, And if Domino was going to try to edge out the traditional first question goes to D-Led, if mm -hmm. Domino was going to try to edge that out, but I think that's been nipped as well. So, D-Led... We'll have that opportunity because Domino was told by management he's got to be here. Yeah, and he didn't like that. I'm sure he did, and he wanted to be down there talking about the crapshoot was the coaching search. Can I tell you what I heard happen? Hmm. That Cellini got involved. Oh. Domino was insisting he's there, and Nick, of course, if he's there, I'm there. Is that your Nick impression? And so then nobody got to go. Right? Allegedly. <laughs> that was a Cellini-Zelensky sort of right. combination. There. So Nick and Chris and Chuck and Charnoff will be doing postgame. All together here. Allegedly. Of the presser. Well, not allegedly. We'll, we'll be here Monday after the presser, all of us, to break down what we all saw. There's no allegedly to it. But it, it, that thing could go any number of ways. I mean, you could have D-led pressing Raheem. Why would if you? there'll be some parameters uh, on the uh, coaching oh, search. Oh, 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 Why did you bring in this guy who's hitting players? <laughs> Arthur, where's Rich? Did Belichick and Rich go? And I, like You could have D- – D-led could just strike up a match and burn this whole MFR to the ground on Monday. I don't know if it's much of a defense. It was just one player. Well, it's not a defense either way. It's just a thing that happened. It's probably not his best moment, yeah. right? So uh, we'll look forward to that coming up on Monday. Now, I do have a theory as to why D-Led's upset that the 11 days should have been something that didn't happen. We had the presser sooner. I think he, in his mind, is intimating the Falcons are running out the clock on the media. Here's what I mean. Right. Don't worry about the clock! <laughs> You're right, home team. But here's what I mean. That 11 days has passed, meaning... Everybody was going to be firing out questions about Rich McKay and the rich Bill Power struggle and the Rich McKay reassignment. And all those things are now going to be sort of forgotten, and it's going to be more about the new coaching staff that, that Raheem has assembled, and it's going to be more about uh, the things that have happened, senior bowl structure. Those. So I think in because in, even d joked, I've forgotten my questions. I think I'm on to something here. Arthur and Rich, could you all um... – Please stop. Uh, Mike Lombardi, you will hear from a former GM in about 20 minutes to talk about all things Falcons, front office structure, Rich McKay, Arthur Blank, coaching search, all that fun stuff. Now, I want to prepare the audience for one thing that will happen this entire offseason. Anytime there is any quarterback, and I mean in the trade market, the free agent market, the draft uh, market, they're all going to be tied to the Falcons. And they're not alone. There's five or six or seven other teams that are going to, like Washington will be tied to all these guys. Draft prospects, Bo Nix, et cetera. All trade prospects. Caleb uh, Williams, Russell Wilson, all this Tanny stuff. Hill, Zach yeah. Wilson, Russell Wilson, absolutely. So Sean Alexander, the former MVP, hmm? Seattle Seahawks running yeah. back, he was on the Up and Adams show with Kay Adams. He shared what sounded like some info that maybe some others just don't have on where Russell Wilson could be headed. I've been hearing maybe Atlanta. That's what I've been hearing, but I'm not sure. Atlanta. Atlanta. Russell and Bijan. I'm into mm-hmm. that. Okay, why, why? Is that a good fit? I'm not sure yet. They got a good tight end. <laughs> yeah. They got good receivers. Uh-huh. Of course. Line's okay. It's a nice you know, team. Like, it could Winnable be. division, could. potentially. Right, right. That's interesting. I feel like we've said the same thing every year about when we talk about the team. Good tight end. Receivers, which, by the way, we have one receiver. Yeah, they, he can't claim both of those, no. tight end and receivers. And then what was the other thing? Winnable division. Like, at some point, we're going to move off the yeah, good tight end, receivers, and winnable. So those things might be accurate, but it didn't sound like Sean was invested in the opinion. 
Like the tone in his voice did not sound like, yeah, this is going to happen. Because you're just connecting dots. The Falcons need a quarterback. Russell will be released by the Denver Broncos. All right. He could go to the Falcons. There's a chance he's right. Whether or not you're jazzed about Russell Wilson in Atlanta is No, I think Sean point. Payton would be jazzed about that as much as anyone. Well, they got to pay him. What is he, you know, he could be jazzed about whatever. They're paying Russell. Like, oh, yeah, they're going to cut him and take an $85 million cap hit over two seasons. Yep. So I mean, if you thought Matt Ryan, by the way, was costly. That's how done they are. So our pivot is to a guy. Well, no, that's not. What do you mean, our? Nobody no, said I'm sorry. Our. I was just thinking that this. is. Because Sean Goss- Alexander said it was happening. That's gospel. That might happen. The day the Falcons do whatever with a veteran quarterback, you're going to be very upset. Because it's likely going to be Carson Wentz, uh, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Menchu. And you're going to go, that's what we're mm-hmm. doing? Because that's what's out there. If it's not Kirk Cousins. You're going to get a lot of, oh, that's what's yeah, out there. Yeah, Raheem is a bright enough guy. He knows why coaches in general get fired. He knows why the previous guy here got fired. Got to get the quarterback right. Much more likely that in 24 and 25, a veteran. So you know what he's going to do. He's going to try to bring in a veteran to win right now. But I also think they're going to piggyback it with a draft pick. Fantastic. Do so it. I, think, I think they're going to walk both paths, which I'm fine with. As long as the quarterback now is But a just, real veteran, not Mariota. Sure. That, the combination was Marcus Mariota, who wasn't a starter, with the 74th overall pick. Mm-hmm. How about a real starter with the 8th overall pick or the 23rd overall pick or the 37th overall pick or in those ranges, not 74 and a guy who can't play anymore in Marcus? No. I would think, I think by some way, shape, or form, they're going to figure out a quarterback in the first round. And I don't mean trading up in the top three. I keep coming back to trading back in Mm -hmm. to the first round, not picking one at eight, addressing something at eight, and then trading back in. If you do that, couple it with Russell, I can live with it. It's not great. I can can live with it, and I think that's where you're going to have to set your bar for this year, and the quarterback is, I can live with it. Unless they shock us with a Caleb Williams trade or they shock us with a Kirk Cousins signing. And I I shouldn't say shocking. That wouldn't be shocking with Kirk. It would be surprising. Unless that happens, it's going to feel like, "Eh, I can live with it. Uh, Hawks are home tonight with the Suns. Nice weekend for Atlanta's Air Force. They get the Suns tonight, so you know there'll be a big crowd to watch KD and Booker and that club. Tomorrow night, the Warriors are coming to town, so you'll get a chance to uh, see whatever's left of Steph and Clay and Draymond. Uh, and you also might see a very angry Trey Young. He could come in very salty. Another uh, all-star game snub, so he could have a big old Dorito right mm-hmm. on his shoulder trying to show out, I told you, 40-burger tonight for Trey. Oh, oh, oh. Right. Trey uh, doesn't make the All-Star game with uh, averages of 27 and 10, becoming the first player in the history of the game to have those numbers and not be named to the All-Star team. The fan vote loved him. He got over 2.2 million votes. He was second among guards. Doesn't matter, though. (laughs) This game is not for you, the fans. So you don't get to see the players you want. Open doesn't sour Trey like he doesn't start to associate that I just need a whole new scene here because it's just not working for me. Well, I mean, at some point it happens to every player. Like, who are the players that have stayed in one place for whatever reason? Soured or just want to win more or just whatever? Like they, While they're in their effective all-time historical superstar franchise years, mm-hmm. a lot of them do it. Stay? Like, Domin- Dominique well, stayed you're in going, the- You're going back four no, years. I'm using, I'm using this franchise is all I'm talking no, about. No, I know, but I'm saying in this era, look around and see who stays. Nobody stays. Very few. Like, Dwayne Wade stayed the longest, then he left. Dame. Dame stayed the longest, then he left. Giannis looks like he did. But when, when will Giannis get traded after, um, like, year 11? So it's funny, though. So there was all that stuff about Giannis leaving. Then they re-upped him, and then they went and got him Dame. Yeah. Right? And then they fired the coach. I don't know. He's, a, he's an intriguing one. They all leave at some point. Trey gets the rep for a coach killer. Mm-hmm. Giannis is kind of becoming that. He's, he's, he's going through him, isn't he? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And Bede? 
I think he's averaging it. 35 a game. 35 a game. Now he's not going to for a while. Yeah. Torn meniscus is going to have him out. Uh, he'll go somewhere, too, at some point. They, again, they all do. And I don't blame them for it. They just, there is some reason. It doesn't have to be KD, who I bet he's on his fifth franchise. Uh, what are we doing? Seattle? Well, Seattle, OKC the same. We're yeah. doing four teams, right? Nets, Suns. Who am I forgetting in there? Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Four, okay. Yeah. So, again, at some point it'll happen. But everybody's trying to apply that every time something happens. The Trey's going to want out at some point. And at some point I won't blame him. Like, unless they can figure stuff out around him, does he want to play in this obscure nonsense and play in games? No. Because he's going to get the rap. Because people don't watch the Hawks. So he's going to get the rap of, no, he should be better. They could win more games. How much better could he be? Interesting that Dame, and I know he's done it for a lot longer, at Portland, he still got the benefit of the doubt. And at Milwaukee, he's starting in the All-Star game, isn't he? He is. He's not having the season. Yeah. Trey's having a better year, much better year. I mean, Dame went through this thing he couldn't shoot for a month. How does a guy who played in Portland in obscurity and then goes to Milwaukee, mm-hmm. suddenly he got, he's got the benefit of the doubt? It's a good question. It's a fair question. Um, all right, let me get to some Braves stuff. The Braves have announced their non-roster invitees, and most of them, whatever. But they're a hey, couple- train. Yes, there's yelling things. Alex! Right. Uh, one name that I know a lot of Braves fans will keep an eye on this spring is Hurston Waldrop, the number one pick out of Florida a year ago. He has a invite. Doesn't mean he's going to make the roster, but Alex told us when he was on, he thought this guy could be fast-tracked and up in the, in the bigs at some point during the 2024 season. So circle that one. And then your returnees, right? Your Jordan Luplos, your Eli Whites uh-huh. are back for another turn. The one that sort of came out of left field and we're all like, what, what did the Braves do? The Braves signed Ken Giles, who was a one-time dominant closer. Mm-hmm to a minor league contract that if he makes the bigs at some point, the Braves will owe him $1.75 million. He did a workout for teams about two weeks ago. He was hitting 94, 95, 96. Well, he was once a 100-mile-an-hour guy, but 94 to 96 can certainly play if there's movement. It's, it has some Nick Anderson kind of a feel Phillies, to it. Astros, Blue Jays. Um, I, earlier, I said he's weird. Uh, he can be confrontational, a little different, but that's also when you're at the top of your game as a reliever and making $10 million a year and pitching for a World Series champion. You can have a little more attitude. I don't know anything about him personally other than he's had some some moments where he's changed teams because of personality. Okay, but what does Alex always like to bring in? He's not going to bring in somebody he thinks no, going to rock yeah, the boat. No, no. So he, he worked out for everybody. Braves are getting nothing to lose in this. No. Literally nothing to lose and maybe gain another power He's produced, arm. man. And if he doesn't start in the big, so what? He starts in the minors. Yeah. He'll make decisions. Does he want to stick around here and come up and, and give the Braves another option later on? So that's the news there. Braves are 12 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting to Northport. That's we so are awesome. your Yes, it is. We are your home of the Braves. We'll have all the action from spring training to game six of the World Series and the parade. All that fun stuff to look forward to. Can I mention a story here that um, – I don't know how I missed this. So Darius Rucker got arrested for drug possession. Hootie, do you know this? He's not Hootie, but yes, he. Well, he's Hootie's Hootie. the friend. But he, he's Hootie and the Blowfish. He's not a Blowfish. No, Hootie is all of their. Fr- I mean, go ahead. So yeah, he got busted. So uh, so Darius gets busted, and it turns out his ex, Kate Quigley, is doing a victory lap on social media about his uh, arrest. She called it karma. That seems poor form. Referred to him as a d bag. Now, she's a comedian, apparently, Kate Quigley. She posted a message on X hours after Darius Hootie was booked into Williamson County Jail for three misdemeanor offenses. His mugshot was posted there, and she wrote, yes, I heard. All I can say is karma. But she wasn't done. She came back an hour later to twist the knife more, writing, 
mood when you hear your D-bag ex got arrested. Hashtag karma. Oh, my God. Uh, what were the misdemeanors? So he was busted for simple possession, casual exchange of a controlled substance, and violation of the state's vehicle registration law. All he right. was released from jail posting a $10,500 bond. Police have not released any other details in the case. Hootie, Darius is fully cooperating with investigators. Okay. Selling, trafficking, whatever. No, casual exchanges. Hey, man, you hold them? Sure. Sure. Hey, here you go. Like, it was just a... I'm seeing a weed and psychedelic pills. Oh, how about that? So somebody was holding. Good casual little, exchange. A little trippy. Now, as a side, uh, side to the story, Kate Quigley, his ex, was someone who survived an accidental overdose after she allegedly used cocaine laced with fentanyl back in September of 2021. Well, they must so have been, how is this karma? I, I, I'm not there, Chuck. I don't know. I don't. They fought a lot. He didn't put the, the spoon back in the sink. Uh-huh, they didn't put yeah. the seat down. Well, I yeah, don't know. Uh-huh. I'm not there. I'm only reading in the story. I'm the messenger. Well, he's not Hootie, so, yeah. All right. uh, at the time. This, this sounds like it goes away. You get Ray Judice. Oh, yeah. No, and, I'm, I'm yeah. not worried about him. I'm just, I'm a little surprised how willingly she was, <laughs> she was jumping at the chance to just yeah, it Kick seems this guy in the uh, nuts when he's down. He, she wanted to dance a little. She yeah. did. She got she got the dance in. All right, so uh, the coaching cycle is all done now in the NFL. We have all of our new coaches. It ended yesterday with Daniel Quinn, the one-time head coach of your Atlanta Falcons, agreeing to a contract with the Washington Commanders. Everything counts. It's true. Everything does count. How you do anything is how you do everything. That one's true. That, that is yeah. true, right? Do your better is your better is your best, and don't let the rest until the rest good, comes. Good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is the best. So much that better one, at that than yes, me. Yes, he is. He so much better. That one. So we mock Dan because, God, he was bad at what he did late in games. How did the national media respond to Daniel Quinn becoming the newest head coach of the Washington Commanders? This endorsement from Colin Cowherd. Okay. Hmm? <laughs> felt lukewarm, but it, it sounded like he was trying to cozy up to the move and then talked himself out of it. Receiving talent, go hire a good, smart OC. This feels, it sounds like it should work. Wouldn't have been my choice, but could work. Wow, what an endorsement. <laughs> Get the quarterback and the OC right, might work. What if he's talking to his buddies like, I like Dana. She's great. Now, if she can stay clean, keep a job, it wouldn't have married her myself. But wouldn't have been my choice. What a great choice. It could work for you, though. That was the endorsement from Colin. Tony Kornheiser on PTI wasn't, let's say, as effusive. In fact, he went the other way. He thinks the owners of the uh, Washington Commanders have been living elsewhere because they haven't been paying attention. Dan Quinn's defense at Dallas, people praise it. They just gave up to essentially a rookie quarterback in a playoff game 48 points. 48 points. Were the new owners in Washington in America when that happened? Were they in America when Dan Quinn's Atlanta team in the Super Bowl, that defense gave up 31 points in the second half and the overtime in the greatest comeback ever, and Dan Quinn's team did not win that game. To me, this is an uninspired hire. Uh, Dan Quinn's record, I believe, is something like 43 and 42 as a head coach. No, I'm, I'm not enthusiastic. No, I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in No, I'm not. Okay. Well, so Kornheiser's not loving it. He has passed his judgment. Okay. So you got Colin, who's kind of, eh, it could work if everything falls into place. Don't have to do that every time we say his name. Then Kornheiser's like, uh, the ownership of the commanders aren't living in America. No, I'm not. 
Then you got Stephen A., who is always the most energetic. He's always got a passionate opinion about whatever he's talking about. Well, the news of Daniel Quinn becoming the Washington head coach broke in the middle of first take yesterday, and it sounds like somebody stole Stephen A.'s lunch. Stephen A., I'll start with you. Do you like Dan Quinn as the hire as head coach of the Commanders? No, I do not. <laughs> I'm not questioning his football qualifications as a head coach in Atlanta. He was decent, got him to the Super Bowl, lost the 28-3 lead with Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator. The last time we saw him was in a playoff game where the Dallas Cowboys defense looked horrific. That was our last vision of him. To me, if you're a division rival within the NFC East, and that's the backdrop for it, for that to be your hire, eh. Yeah. That was the last, eh. I'm so glad Dan's back so we can hear more 28-3 to stuff the week that Kyle Shanahan's playing for the Super Bowl. So you'll get it on that end, and you'll get it on the, on the Quinn end. Eh. And when Quinn addresses the media in Washington 11 days from now, he's going to have to probably answer for the first time about overcoming the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be back in the news cycle again. Lost the 28-3 lead. Right. Thanks, Dan. What's the chance of ownership in Washington? If you put them in the room of truth, their response was like Stephen A's. Yeah. Meh. He's available. He's left. We had to have a coach the first two. Meh. It sounded like it was down to Quinn and Anthony Weaver, the associate head coach of the Ravens, who's their defensive line coach, and they leaned towards Dan because they wanted slogans. I mean, experience. So get after it, Chuck. Daniel Quinn back in Washington. We'll try to carry that presser live just so we can bring back painful memories of Quinn in Atlanta a little later on. Before we get to anything else, though, we must get to a top story. What other show gets to their top story 23 minutes after the hour? This one. Yeah. This one. Right. Now, I could just tell you it's Groundhog Day and we could leave it at that, but I won't do that. Uh, two st- uh, we have two top stories. Number one. <laughs> a billionaire by the name of Peter Thiel is funding something called the Enhanced Games. This is going to be a rival to the Olympics that would allow and actually endorse and promote athletes using performance-enhancing drugs. I can't imagine the release you have to sign. (laughs) You can do all the steroids you want. You can do whatever. Take whatever you need to take. If my heart explodes, my relatives will not sue. (laughs) We want you to be able to run faster than the speed of light. You can pick up a truck. You can do whatever because you're taking everything illegal on the planet. We said Al-Qaeda record. All kind of record. They're in talks with several potential host cities. Organizers expect to launch the inaugural uh, contest by 2025. Okay, the Slap League has media distribution, so something will happen with this. TBS carry that, I believe? TBS has one of those. So, yeah, no, there's a potential. Uh, That's our top story. Top story part two. Okay. Part two. Chuck, are you aware that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake have beef again? Uh, yeah, I'm aware of this. It's Britney, bitch. Okay, yes. So let me give you a little background. Uh, no, these two kids dated years ago. Bad breakup. She cheats on him. He just completely embarrasses her through the media, drags her. Well, now we're up to the point in October where Brit released her memoir. And in the memoir called The Woman and Me, she revealed that, A, she had an abortion, B, Timberlake uh, was telling her to do it at home. We're not going to a hospital. He didn't want to be a dad, all that. Then she uh, reveals in the book that while he's dragging her everywhere about cheating, she's like, oh, yeah, he cheated on me constantly. But I just didn't feel the need to tell the world. So you got that background. Now Britney's army's very mad at uh, Justin. I mean, very angry at him. Social media, everywhere else. Like he had to make a statement. It These was... are some motivated, ticked off, like 42-year-old housefrows mm-hmm. that are activated at this point. You're not wrong. 
So recently, though, Brittany apologized for anybody she might have hurt with some of the stuff that came out in her book, which we all assume that was JT. But it didn't seem to move him. JT has made a comeback. He just released uh, the first track off his new album, the first one in years, called Selfish, which went to number one on the charts. But Britney's army was not going to be denied. They were so angry that Justin went to number one, they actually went back and purchased Britney's song by the same name on iTunes. Her song Selfish came out in 2011. They bought so many, they popped her right to the top of the charts. Knocked Timberlake to number three, which had him mad. So on Wednesday night, Timberlake's on stage in New York during a concert and said, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely effing nobody. And then he began to sing Crimea River, which was the song about Britney cheating. So, of course, Britney had to respond on Instagram. Had to. Had no choice. Well, Justin's throwing shade. She wrote, somebody told me someone was talking ish about me on the streets. She then posted a stock photo of a basketball hoop and wrote, do you want to bring it to the court or will you go home crying to your mom like you did last time? <laughs> I'm not sorry. Three exclamation points. Wow, this is something. Like, this is something. I'm impressed by one thing. You activated and just decided we're going to have a number one hit. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if she got any of the money. I don't know if she wrote it. I understand that the entire point was to knock him down and her up, et cetera. But you had to have a few hundred thousand people donate a dollar twenty nine. Donate? What are we talking about? They went to listen to that song. It was a song from 12 years ago. That you should be Did proud. You? The Britney Army is long and they're strong and they're down to get the friction. Uh-huh. That's our top story. So let me give you a heads up uh, as uh, Super Bowl week approaches. Certainly we'll have all angles covered, getting ready for uh, Chiefs and 49ers, whatever that means. More importantly, though, for the faction of people who aren't diehard football fans, people are going to be all about Taylor Swift, right? How many times is she going to be shown? Kids watching the game, girls, all of it. So Chuck and Chernoff are getting you ready with five days of Taylor. So we're going to give a chance to uh, dads and daughters to submit a 30-second video clip starting Monday singing your favorite Tay-Tay song. For a shot at winning an incredible package, call it a Valentine's package, a daddy-daughter date, what have you, Arnett's Chop Shop is going hey, to take care of dinner for you. Brown & Company Jewelers is giving you a $2,500 gift card. You could have some fun shopping at Brown & Company Jewelers. So you record you and your little Swifty singing a Tay-Tay song. You'll upload your submission to our comp, uh, contest page at 680thefan.com slash Taylor, and you're entered. Blank space. Whatever. It's fine. Style. Yeah, look at you, Swifty. We'll play some of the best and the worst on the air. Winner will get that prize package. Dinner at Arnett's, $2,500 gift card. Brown & Company Jewelers. You can go to 680 com for all the details and to submit your entry. Let's get our winging it idea. It's time to wing it. Presented by WNB Factory. Serving up Atlanta's best wings and burgers with over 60 locations. Find yours at WNBFactory.com. We've been taking your winging it idea answers at the Harrah's Cherokee Casino's Twitter feed. Since this is Groundhog Day, the General Borgard Lee did not see his shadow, so spring will start in five minutes. So we wanted to know your favorite fictional rodent. I went with Alvin from Alvin the Chipmunks. He was the alpha chipmunk. Took Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, Chris tweets in and says Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Tomahawk and went Speedy Gonzalez. Um, oh, Jeff went with his, his counterpart, Slowpoke Rodriguez. <laughs> Casey went with Pepe Le Pew. Uh, Rob went with Gadget from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. 
a Mighty Mouse vote. Gus Gus from Cinderella. Let's see if there's any splinter. Oh, a little splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How about that? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was Shredder? He was. Um, he was the evil villain. Yeah. yeah he was what, just a human. Was just he? A, scary. He was a human. Okay. Scary human. Splinter was the rat. Okay. The train master member. splinter. Master, master splinter. splinter. Right. Get it right. Um, Brett went with Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Not bad. You guys can send your answers to the Harris Harris Cherokee Casinos Twitter feed. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.